Welcome back to another episode of Henshin Time. I'm Jeff. I'm Ross. Today we're talking about Kamen Rider or Sky Rider. Yeah, this is the one that was, I think, intended to be a reboot. Yeah. But it is a joint production between Toei Company and Ishinomori Productions, as they have always been so far. It aired from October 5th, 1979 to October 10th, 1980 on Tokyo Broadcasting Station. Yeah, it ran for 54 episodes. This series was intended to be a reboot of the original namesake Common Writer, revisiting the basic and essential themes established in, in it, as opposed to the more complex and unique ones found in Common uh, Writer Amazon and Common Writer Stronger. The show is often referred to as the new Common Writer or Common Writer Shin. Or Skywriter. Skywriter. Yeah, after the main character. In order to, to distinguish it from the original. Yeah. And Skyrider was like Common yeah. Rider, Skyrider. Yeah. They had to separate it off. But the story goes, Dr. Kitaro Shido, an acclaimed scientist, has been kidnapped by the terrorist organization Neo Shocker in order to exploit his expertise in robotic technology. Desperate to escape, he convinces Neo Shocker Command to allow him to operate on, on an injured camper. Explaining that he can turn the camper, Hiroshi Tsukuba, into a powerful Neo-Shocker warrior. They allow Dr. Shido to operate. However, he quickly turns the tables on them, transforming Hiroshi not into an evil monster, but into the powerful warrior Skyrider, using his newfound abilities to combat the evil Neo-Shocker menace. Jeez. <laughs> It literally pervaded him. Almost sounds like they just ch all they changed was like it's newer in the name. Yeah, Hiroshi. It's like new shocker. Yeah, and a little bit of, more about Hiroshi Sukuba. Uh, the main he's the main protagonist of the 1979 Kamen Rider series. He is a young man who ch chances upon the activities of Neo Shocker and is forcibly converted by the evil organization into a cyborg known as Kamen Rider. After te teaming up with his predecessors, he has bestowed the title of Skyrider. Means he gets to ride the sky. Hmm? <laughs> a kind person with a fascination for the sky, Hiroshi was constantly helping others in both rider and human forms. While he lost his family at an early age, he managed to, l to live life and tried to enjoy every little bit of it. Yeah, even after being altered into a cyborg, Hiroshi decided to help others with his new powers by fighting Neo Shocker. While at times troubled by the situation, he was helped by others around him like his predecessors were. Later on, Hiroshi shows his parenting side when he took care of Bongo when he was a baby while humorously being called Mama by him. <laughs> mama, not the Mama. <laughs> <laughs> While Hiroshi stated that he would kill Bongo when he grew up, in the end, when, when Bongo died, after he showed showed how much Hiroshi meant to him, Hiroshi cried in tears of sadness. Aww. Yeah, after learning his parents were still alive, Hiroshi somewhat showed an obsession with finding them, which ended tragically. Jeez. Like it usually does. <laughs> While he was saddened when his parents were killed, he still did his best to defeat and defeated Neo Shocker, along with his predecessors for the innocent people showing how much he was 
he had matured as a person throughout the series. Man, that seems to be a tragic thing. Of, that yeah. if you're a superhero, you're going to lose a loved one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be a superhero. Uh, some of his abilities. Hiroshi is a skilled man who was talented in karate and hand gliding. Aside from defeating most of Neo Shocker's cyborgs, Hiroshi managed to survive being kicked by all of his predecessors at once, despite being much weaker than most of them, aside from Rider Man, showing a lot of willpower. So he took a kick by... He got a Kamen Rider kick by all the previous Kamen Riders. Jeez. All at once. Yeah, although he was capable, uh, a capable fighter on land, Hiroshi seems to be a greater fighter in his domain, which is the sky. Neo Shocker's... Uh, a bunger's analysis on Hiroshi reveals that he needs a daily intake of 100 kilocalories to maintain his body, and a fifth of it is used to power his rider kick. Jeez. That's like the Flash. Gotta constantly be eating. Constantly. Just just the dirtiest, like, foods you can find, the greasiest ones. It's like the most more calories you can Jeez. <laughs> oh, but his transformation belt is the Tornado. It is his main transformation belt and can give off the super light wave from the tornado. Mm. Like his predecessors, this belt is powered by the wind. Then we have Sky Turbo. Uh, This is Sky Sky Rider's motorcycle and can perform the Rider Brake. It also features high-powered jet boosters that are activated by a switch. So if these guys are outside on a windy day, does that mean they're going to keep henching Pretty much. Like, Henshin, I did not mean to do that. Stop doing that. Dehenshin. Put a put a, a hand over your over your device. You're like, maybe I shouldn't go this fast. Plus <laughs> <laughs> some notes here. Uh, starting with episode nine of his series, next episode trailers would be introduced by Hiroki Murakami in character as Sukaba. He is the only leading writer to do this. Hmm. Yeah, since Skyrider Skykick originally had 500 kilogram power, uh, that would mean Skyrider had one of the weakest rider kicks in the franchise. Ooh. Yikes. But sucks. may it be also be the reason why the Kamen Rider kicks are so freaking high in the air. Yeah, sucks to suck, guy. Although Skyrider's series showed Hiroshi's parents were alive until later on, it was unknown whatever happened to Hiroshi's lost sister. Oh man, that sucks. So you never really know throughout the whole yeah, series. Yeah, the sister, she just just nowhere to be found just, throughout the whole series. Like just never happened. Never addressed. <laughs> Skyriders to have is said to have ninety nine techniques. Uh, despite this impressive number of abilities, only about a third of them have ever been seen or listed. So damn. <laughs> technically, they could do a movie or a TV series like they did with Amazon Black Sun. Or Black Sun and Shin Kamen Rider. Yeah. An error shown in Kamen Rider Tizen was that Skyrider could fire energy blasts while in the air at Kamen Rider Kabuto during their battle. This is incorrect and a fault on the writing team's part as Skyrider has never displayed or used any ranged projectile abilities. It is possible this is part of his 99 techniques, but it has never been stated. We're just going to assume it it is. Yeah, because it 99 is. and a third of them were only shown... Man. It's a lot more to go through. Yeah, yeah. might as well just give him all the (laughs) (laughs) power-ups. As of yet, Hirokai Murakami is the only Showa television series writer-actor to never reprise his role in any form following the end of his starring series. Ouch. Initially, 
Toru Hariyama considered giant robo-star Mitsunuo Kanako for the role of Hiroshi Tsukala, but ultimately declined citing job reasons. Had he played the role, he would have been the second Kamen Rider star actor to have died after a car wreck in 1997 and did Mitsunobo's life at age 39. Oof. <laughs> I was four. Oof. Though Toei officially identifies Skyrider as the first Kamen Rider with flight capabilities, this technically isn't true. The double rider possesses airborne powers as well, mm-hmm. with V3 also being capable of flight via his glide mufflers. So, we do have others, quote-unquote, well, air-quote, <laughs> Skyriders, but not really. <laughs> There's, like, that's one mean factor in all the Hisei riders. Yeah. I mean, Forza, Forza alone. Well, like, the first is what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying from there on, it's like, literally space is the limit. Nothing, nobody going by space. Right. Next up, we have the villains. Starting with Neo Shocker. Great leader of Neo Shocker, a giant dragon who is is the leader of the Neo Shocker organization, destroyed in a bomb explosion. Oof. (laughs) Then we have the general monster, Yamajorjin, the first chief of Neo Shocker's Japanese branch, armed with a cane, obviously, (laughs) eventually promoted uh, promoted monster underwent a modification into Major... Oh, man, this is going to be tough. Mayor Jin, a gecko cyborg, due to recent failure, he was presented with the red eye, which signals that if he fails for a final time, he will be terminated. Ooh. Yikes. Sucks to suck, my guy. You got terminated. He was executed by the Admiral Majin after defeated by Skyrider Skykick. He can tear his tail off and use it as a whip, gecko whip. His left hand is a giant gecko head with razor sharp teeth. He can throw the gecko feet like ears on his head as explosives. Can rapid teleport and finally create clones of himself, Yamorjin clone technique, or Yamori Bushingo Jutsu. Oh, ninjutsu. <laughs> He is revived by Bataan Empire and Kamen Rider Spirits Volume 8, kidnapping people in Sapporo. He eventually dest- he's eventually de- he eventually destroyed by Kamen Rider ZX by Rider Spinshot and crashed to Admiral Demon. Jesus. These names. Yep. <laughs> well, we're going to skip this guy and go straight to Admiral Majin. This is the this guy is the second and final chief of the Neo Shocker organization. He was the only Neo Shocker member with no Kaijin form. After his body was destroyed by Kamen Rider 2, Kamen Rider Stronger and Kamen Rider's, or Sky Rider's, triple kick, his remaining cybernetic brain was squeezed into a fine powder by the great leader himself, whom he failed for the last time. Sucks. Jeez. Imagine taking a guy's brain and crushing it down to like a powder. He turned into a DC supervillain. <laughs> Apart from from using a broadsword, he can spray pink poison gas from his body, launch his robotic arms and legs to attack, and throw a lethal pair of fake teeth that slowly kills any cyborg hit by it. Jeez. He is later accidentally bit by those same teeth. Having tested the great leader's patience, Admiral Demon pretends to pose as Hiroshi's lost father, 
and a final gambit to kill him in a suicide bomb attack. Ooh. Ooh. He is revived by Bataan Empire. In... Yeah, he's revived by Bataan Empire and Comrade Spirits, Volume 8, confronting Skyrider's Mashu Lake, uh, but in a but is eventually destroyed by Skyrider's Dragonfly shoot and crashing with Mud... Yeah, Majorishin? Yeah, Morij... That guy. Morijin. <laughs> like I said, the name's tripping us up again. Yep, it's all right. Woo. Man, can you imagine this guy launches, like, both arms, both legs, and now falls to the ground because he has no limbs? Just it's like, a, just get tra- him! And then his teeth... And he's just wiggling. He's, he's just, just wiggling on the And they shot floor. his teeth off or something, they came back to bite him? Yikes. Like, what the hell's going on with you, dude? You're falling apart. You're falling apart. It's like that uh, clip. You're trash. <laughs> Throw him in the trash can. <laughs> we got some notes here. Skyrider mostly stops flying halfway through the season, with the ability only appearing as part of finishers, and in the it's in the finale as well. I hate to say this, but if you start something, you got to keep it going. When you start something, don't finish it. Exactly. One explanation could possibly be due to the technical and budget limitations of that time period for Japanese TV. The production staff being unable to fully simulate Skyrider's flight in the manner Shotaro Ishinomori wanted. More recent appearances of Skyrider and crossover films having solved this problem using CGI and green screen effects. Which is great. We've seen that in... Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. And not the Flash. Not the Flash. Oh, sad, sad, sad. (laughs) Skyrider is the first season outside of the original series and V3 to reach or surpass a full year of airing. So we got a full year of this. So that's really nice. A year of Kamen Rider. Skyrider is the only writer to change names mid-season from Kamen Rider to Kamen Rider Skyrider, or simply Skyrider. He was first named Skyrider by Stronger. However, this change was only in-universe. Marking material and previews already called him Skyrider. Mm. <laughs> Skyrider features the biggest number of appearances of lead actors from previous seasons out of all Showa writer series. Aside from Hiroshi Fujiko and Toro Okazaki, who portrayed Takashi Hongo and Daisuke Yamamoto, respectfully, every main writer actor from the show's prior to Skyrider appeared at least once in the show with several appearing in multiple episodes and separate arcs which was really nice that we got that yeah it was more of a a passing on the torch it felt like yep in addition to that several episodes also featured previous writers portrayed by replacement voice actors including writer one and Amazon sometimes you gotta pass the pass the, the suit on yeah, true. You always have to do that. I always liked that type of... Um, there, It felt like they were more training him. Yeah, to, to be the replacement. To, to kind of be the replacement overall. Yeah. Uh, it didn't feel like, oh, you're the new Kamen Rider. Here you go. Yeah, we're just leaving it to you. And it didn't really feel like a reboot, let's be honest, because yeah. a reboot wouldn't show all the rest of these guys. Yeah. You know, it would, it would be same character... It, it was just different. I liked it a lot. I wonder if this is the season where we got the clip in our our mask writer with all the previous writers. From the Showa era? Yeah. 
Yeah. They were like, well, there, there's our, our previous previous warriors that'll come to your aid. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if this is that season where they showed all the Carmiders one through six. Yeah. And then like, uh, it's possible. I, I think it is because Stronger was actually pretty good as far as the series goes. Yeah. But Skyrider was really really solid. This is the first series that's to not have Akiji Kobayashi reprising his role as Tobi Takibana as an Aww. ally to the main writer. But his character did did appear in the Immortal Kamen Rider special. He is an Immortal Kamen Rider. Immortal. Well, I mean, all the motorcycles, I think, are na- got his name stamped on it. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. Takibana. Takibana Racing, Takibana Cycles. I mean, we, we see it in the movies, the Shin Mass Rider, even in a... Uh, Black Sun. Black Sun. Yeah. Takabani. Takibana. Racing. <laughs> Is the motorcycle <laughs> saying on the side? I mean, it's clearly there. It's all, it's stamped everywhere. Well, because it's, it would be like, uh, not using the name Zordon in any of the new Power Rangers stuff. It's True. Like, uh... Well, they haven't. They probably, well, I don't know. Cosmic Fury they, might have that. They, they did it once and always. Yeah, true. But not forever. Aww. For those fans that are Power Ranger fans, stay tuned on Netflix. They're going to have the episodes drop. September 29th. If you're excited like we are, and you're big Power Ranger, Kamen Rider, Super Sentai fans, anything of the I, sort. I'm a big Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, and I'm starting to become an Ultraman fan. I'm, I'm a big... I'm, Obviously, everyone knows I'm a huge Super Sentai fan. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. I did. I'm becoming more of a Common Rider fan. Oh yeah. Now, uh, as you watch the, the dynamic, really in, yeah. was hey Ross is the Common Rider fan. I'm a Super Sentai fan. It's still that way, but he's kind of dragging me into the Common yep. Rider feels. And he he's starting to kind of be like I love Common Rider. I'm like. If I had to pick either or, I'd have to pick obviously Super Sentai. But yeah, I would go. Kamen that's Rider because there's always two riders. Uh, Predominantly, the, the the yeah, there is the well, trend is two, there is two. The basics is two, yes, no, no less than two. But now we're getting like five. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> but I, I like the ones that are more. It's more two. It's two riders. Yeah, I mean, there's other riders, but it's like, it's like mm-hmm, and his. Hmm. I like the villain riders because like Forze has got the main rider and comrade meteor. Same as Meteor. It's either Meteor or Comet or something weird like that. Oh my gosh. It's, it's all space themed because that season was based to pay respect to some space event that had happened that year. Oh, wow. Okay. That would be Florida, which would probably be season four. Yeah. Because he says bridging us into the next season. And if you... You know, it's a, there's a lot of spoilers already coming through for Netflix. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Australia is going to get it first. I don't, I'm not sure why they get it first. Probably because it was... But out of there. respect, guys, if you guys are on the Facebook Ranger boards, anything like that, yeah. be mindful of others because, yes. like us, we don't like spoilers. Yes. You could do it. It's fine. But just well, be respectful about it. And I'm pretty sure some of the Facebook groups and boards out there are, gonna, are literally going to be like no no poison of, of information for yeah, like but 24 you, hours. There's only so much you can check. Well, right? 24 think- hours can... They did. They, they did, did drop it for once always. They yeah. said no, no, no dropping of spoilers or mentions until like next Ex- Friday. Yeah, yeah, for other people to watch. But I will say it's not really a spoiler because if you watch the trailer, yeah, I've confirmed myself this last week that somehow Javi gets 
the Red Ranger's or the Red Morphing Master's staff. It's red. He yeah. holds a crit. It's it's curved like kind of like Lord Zed's staff. Yeah. It's curved like that. It goes into a curve, and right where that curve is, there's a crystal. If you look at the green Morphing Master when she shows up, hmm. it's got green on it. Well, Javi's holding a red one. I don't know what happened to his hand. Yeah, that, that it looks cybernetic. Like he lost his hand. He got Anakin Skywalkered. Yeah, oh. I, I'm not sure. It's just from the pictures and the in the opening scene when he's actually morphing. It's a robotic hand. Yeah, it's not a normal hand. So like, something no, happened to him. He loses his arm. He's got. He had to have lost his arm. And there's like, gonna be a whole sad. I'm sure there's gonna be a whole sad episode about how. He can't play music anymore, and it's a robotic maybe army. playing homage to like, hey, for the disabled. I don't and we, know. Like you could do yeah. anything if you put your mind to it. And then we kind of got some spoilers for Orange. Oh. And then we got we got there was an image on one of the Facebook groups where they talk about they were showing pictures of the suit actors yeah. with the American or with the cast. <laughs> I, I want to say just on base base view. Um, I don't think that works. <laughs> one of them, two of them threw me off. Amelia's stunt double looks like Sasori Orange. Yeah. Whereas Sasori Orange's stunt double, I was like, something's not right here. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, nothing against the actors. The actor who's in the suit's probably really good at martial arts. And yeah. Maybe, maybe he's got to do all the flip kicks and all that weird stuff. Oh, for sure. I mean... If somebody can do on my They'll just tips. do the yeah on voice and yeah. they'll overlay it. Yep. Because I, w- I would rather have somebody do a bunch of flip kicks rather than me trying to do it. Cause nah, I'll do them. There are a bunch of, be a bunch of outtakes. I'll do them. And a lot of, oh my. I'm going to be like Keanu Reeves doing my own stunts. Be Neo. Heck yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. John Wick. Woo! <laughs> 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 uh. But yeah, I mean, I've been I've been going through Ultraman, and I've been watching Kamen Rider. It's great for you. you that, I'm so that I'm so proud of you, Ross. Do you realize how how long Ultraman's been around? Um, I'm aware, and Ultraman ha- it the early episodes are super rough. Ultraman's been around so long. The first season, the first official series, wasn't even called Ultraman. What was it called? Ultra Q. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know, it was like, and it was done, which we'll have to go more into when we get to that season, it was done in a way that it was kind of like, like the X-Files meets Twilight, Twilight Zone, but as like a precursor. Oh, right. Where it was a team, team of people investigating weird stuff. I was like, hmm. And that's where I learned about E.G. Subraya. Mm, okay. Because when you watch Ultraman, it goes, Subraya Productions, I'm like... Who's that? <laughs> and he, he's actually more of the grandfather to all this stuff. Right. Because he's the one that did the suit motion. He worked on Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Dang. Well, the, Godzilla probably came from some of the Kaijin monsters. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Godzilla, Godzilla's pretty much the, the grand poobah of... Oh, this, all the Kaijin. <laughs> Grandpa Kaijin. We do get a Grandpa Ultraman later on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think there's actually, I think they mentioned one in Red, Red There's Blue. like a whole family of Ultraman. Yep. Yep. Brothers. Yep, we'll get more into that once we uh, Ooh, once we start lore. hitting that series. There's, uh. there's some lore. All right, guys, stay tuned. 
And that's a wrap on another episode of Henshin Time. We hope you enjoyed geeking out with us as much as we enjoyed geeking out with each other. And we did. Remember, whether you're a longtime fan or a newcomer to the world of tokusatsu, there's always something new to discover and appreciate. So keep exploring, keep watching, and keep listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platforms. It helps us grow and reach more listeners and keep the conversation going. And thanks for tuning in. And until next time, it's Hitchin' Time!